Hey friends, and welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and I'm joined by my good friends, the retro gaming guru, Zach. Rock and roll. And the infrequent gamer, Alex. That's me. All right, Zach, what podcast updates do you have today? Well, first, wanted to say thank you to everybody who listened to our last episode and season three premiere on Doom. Yes, thank you. Yes, it seemed that people liked the episode, judging by the comments we received and the fact that our Doom episode got twice as many listens as last year's season two opener. So, yeah. Guess we should have got rid of uh, JP a lot sooner. <laughs> oh, oh man, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Maybe he was the weight that was dragging us down. Yeah, this whole time. This whole time. Just kidding, JP. We love Just you. Kidding. Yeah, thanks, JP. Yeah, thank, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, JP. That was his contribution to the podcast. My oh leaving. no, no. But uh, but seriously, thank you everybody for a great kickoff to season three. And uh, while we're on the topic of thank yous, a very special thanks goes out to listener at High 209 from the beautiful country of Sweden. Mm-hmm. High 209 is a musician and he creates these amazing video game soundtrack remixes. So he had listened to our Splatterhouse episode, which we did for our Halloween episode last year. And he DM'd us and asked us what our favorite track was from the game. And then just days later, High 209 surprised us with this badass remix of a track from Splatterhouse called Hall of Blades. Yeah. And uh, High 209's remix is what you're hearing in the background right now. It's totally awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. Um, And in his YouTube video, he even included a special message to Retro Game Guys (laughs) while dressed as Rick Taylor. That's the Jason Voorhees looking guy in the game. That's right. Let's play a little clip from that, shall we? Hey Retro Game Guys, Rick Taylor here. I-209 asked me to present this special Halloween music track for you. He said you guys enjoy the Splatterhouse soundtrack. Let it an almost 80s horror flick kind of vibe to it. Personally, I'm down with that sentiment. I love the 80s. Apparently Zach also told him that the level 4 track was one of his favorites. It's just a short 10 second loop, but I know for a fact that's exactly the kind of VGM tune I-209 likes to work with. Anyway, happy Halloween, guys. Oh, one more thing. Why would you disrespect my jumping skills, Dustin, huh? Maybe I should pay you a visit for Halloween this year. Bring that trusty old 2 by 4 you know. All right, well, there you go. Wow, you man. Think? Wow. <laughs> Called Call you out. out. I feel, I yeah. feel a little, little attacked there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Be afraid of Rick Taylor. <laughs> That's right. Rick Taylor. That Rick isn't the scariest Taylor. name. Yeah. <laughs> Shoe totally. salesman? No, mass murderer Rick Taylor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to hear the whole track from High 209, just to go to YouTube and search for HYDE 209 uh, and give them a well deserved subscribe while you're there. And lastly, the guys and I really want to know what you all think about the recent changes that we've made to the podcast. Uh, so we think it's time for our second ever listener feedback survey. Survey says. <laughs> that Be is excited. right. I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited for a survey. <laughs> survey. <laughs> so many awesome questions. Gather, gather the children around and fill out this Google form. <laughs> yeah. What's your you favorite love, segment? Yeah, do you love quick play? <laughs> Go to retrogameguys.com slash survey or just click the survey banner on our homepage and let us know what you think of the podcast Mm -hmm. and please don't pull any punches for example if you think five ridiculously interesting facts is more ridiculous than interesting you can let us know it's okay (laughs) Um, your honest feedback will help us make this podcast even better and you just might win a retro game for your time Uh, Dustin Alex you guys want to read off some of the responses that we get like in a future episode sure yeah yeah that sounds good yeah only if they're bad you know we're going to get a hashtag release the demo uh, yes. in this somewhere, right? At least. Yeah. 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 So check it out. Go to retrogameguys.com slash survey. And those are the updates. Awesome. Thank you, Zach. Now let's get into the show. For this episode, we're covering the Demolition Derby classic Twisted Metal, released in 1995 for the original Sony PlayStation. If you want to give the original Twisted Metal a spin nowadays, 
It's available on the PlayStation Classic system, uh, which bombed, so you can find it fairly cheap. Uh, if you yeah. want to play on original hardware, you can pick up the Greatest Hits version, CIB, or more accurately for PlayStation games, CIC, complete in case. Oh, man. Uh, for, for about 20 bucks. <laughs> hey, man, bad jokes are like, that's my business. What do you Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, yeah, I'll, try to, I'll try to cut that out. We'll see. Uh, but what else are we going to talk about in this Twisted Metal episode? Well, we'll start by having Zach take us through the history of the game. Then we'll hear about memories of the game from our community and from this group and compare them with our experiences revisiting Twisted Metal all these years later. We'll then have our hashtag Beat Retro Game Guys competition to see if any of our listeners can beat our scores. We'll take a quick trip to Collector's Corner and we'll wrap with our monthly giveaway where someone will win a $25 gift card for their favorite console. And if you want to win our next giveaway like last episode's winner Guillermo S, follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Before each episode, we ask for your memories of our featured game, and we pick the winner from those responses. Now to kick off this episode, here's Zach to give us a bit of the background, history, and interesting facts about Twisted Metal. All right, thank you, Dustin. By the way, I'm excited, guys. This is our first PlayStation game. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like like we're playing the future now. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. We go from like, uh, was it uh, Asteroids and like Paperboy to something like this game. It's just like incredible. That's right. And I didn't even have to blow on the thing to get you it to didn't. play. But you got to put it in oh so carefully by holding the edges. Right? That's true. That's what true. are we talking about? <laughs> hey, oh, hey, oh. Okay. Uh, there you are, Alex. That might sure. be a record for Alex. There. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it took you five minutes to make it dirty. Got me excited. Anyway, Twisted Metal is a vehicle combat game developed by Single Track and released for the Sony PlayStation on November 5th, 1995, which was just two months after the console hit the U.S. market. And uh, Dustin, you pointed out on Twitter just the other day, Twisted Metal celebrated its 25th anniversary earlier this month. That's right. Um, but I didn't see any big announcements to commemorate it, though. I, I'm, I'm sure some fans are disappointed. They wanted to probably see a remake or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Those people would be called masochists. <laughs> little preview. We'll get into that a little yeah, bit later exactly. in this episode. Well, Twisted Metal was produced by Sony Interactive Studios America, which later became 989 Studios. Uh, okay, so so little side here. That's interesting because both Sony Interactive Studios America and 989 they're sports uh, publishers. Like the most of their titles, like 90, 95% of our titles are, mm-hmm. are sports games. Like I have a ton of uh, games by, by those, uh, by those studios. So it's, this seems like a kind of weird detour for them as a publisher. Yeah, totally. They go from like cool borders to twisted metal. <laughs> it's a little bit. Of right. And all those, uh, you know, sports titles with just the year over year number change and all exactly. that. But interesting. Exactly. Yeah. So the designer and co-director of twisted metal is a name that some of our listeners will recognize David Jaffe. So outside of his work on Twisted Metal, Jaffe is known as the uh, director and designer for the early God of War games mm. and uh, big titles. Those are recognized as some yeah. of the greatest games on the PlayStation 2. Um, never played through the God of War games. I got to get to that one of these days. Good games. Good games. Well, the idea for Twisted Metal came to David Jaffe and co-designer Mike Guillem when they were stuck in a traffic jam on the 405 in L.A., Mm. And while sitting there, they started thinking of what it'd be like to use guns and missiles on the other cars. So yeah, it gives you an idea of how stressful traffic in LA is. <laughs> that, and, and who hasn't done that in traffic? Come on, man. Yeah. At least, at least like get out the battering ram, man. I, I wish I could just go right through all this traffic. Totally. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Anyway, <laughs> the, the plot of Twisted Metal goes like this. In the middle of the night, you receive an email from a guy named Calypso all right. who lives underneath the streets of LA. He's hosting the Twisted Metal competition, a battle to the death between drivers and their tricked out weaponized cars. And the last driver standing gets the ultimate prize, a wish granted by Calypso. And apparently there's no limits on your wish, not price, size, or even reality. Hmm. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, I don't know. A, a wish granted by some random dude who lives under the streets of LA. <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah that's what I'm saying. That seems a little bit off. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> normally, all you, normally you just have to worry about them panhandling or, you know, coming up to you or smelling weird. But, uh, you know, random emails from a guy who lives underground wanting to grant your greatest wish. Who doesn't yeah. have a face, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You've seen him in the game. Yeah, he's a little, little odd looking. Questionable. Yeah. Getting, little an email, questionable. getting an email in 1995 was pretty exciting, though. I got to say. That's right. You know? That's right. To my Juno account. 
As far as they put email, it wasn't electronic mail. You know, That's anyway. right. That's right. So moving on, Twisted Metal goes even deeper with the story as each of the drivers in the game have backstories and unique motivations for winning the tournament. And there's different. There's a different ending for each character. Hmm. Definitely going to talk about the endings for this game. There <laughs> yeah. is something very special about that. That's right. Um, as for the gameplay of Twisted Metal, you start by choosing one of 12 vehicles and most look like something out of a, like a Mad Max movie. They got yeah. huge bumpers, they got spikes and weapons, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, vehicles range from a motorcycle to a tank to the iconic ice cream truck driven by a psychotic clown named Sweet Tooth. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Big bobblehead like on top. Yeah, he's become like the face of the Twisted Metal series. Mm-hmm. Um, and you must choose wisely, um, as the vehicles all have different stats, like special weapon power, armor, and speed. Um, so after you pick your ride, you head into a closed arena for a one-on-one battle. And while battling, you see your vehicle in a third-person view, um, but you can change that into a cockpit view. And I'm curious if you guys did that because it is like nauseating if you do first person view in this game. I absolutely did not because I saw they have like kind of a, uh, like a demo trailer that runs if you just sit at the main menu for a while. And I mm. saw it from that perspective and I was like, no, that just looks maddening. No way. <laughs> More nauseating than the third person view? <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Totally. Totally. This is, an, this is another Alex gets sick episode. Boy, like, feet. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> I'm sure we'll hear about him vomiting after playing oh, this yeah. game. Uh, so the, the stages range from small enclosed arenas to suburban streets to interconnected building rooftops, which you can easily fall off of, by the way. I found that, I found that out the hard way. All right. We'll talk about that too. Uh, now, the goal of the single-player campaign is pretty simple. You speed through each level. You pick up special weapons and bombs, and you attack your opponents until their energy is depleted. Now, if you destroy your enemies, their burned, lifeless machines remain on the street. And I don't know about you guys, but like, it was so annoying. Like at first, it was cool, like oh, cool, it caught on fire, and it, the, the burned out semi truck is still there. Right. But I kept running into like those things when I was driving around. I kept shooting what I thought was an enemy, but it yeah. was like an already defeated enemy. I was like, oh my god. Yep. Yep, so absolutely. Yeah, no, I'd I'd like uh, do that kind of what is that the hard turn button yeah, around a exactly. corner and like just slam right into right like into a burned it. out semi. It was just right. so irritating. Yeah. So the single player game in Twisted Metal is short. There's only six main levels, uh, and they get progressively harder as you have to defeat a growing number of enemies to advance to the next level. In fact, there's one level where you have to beat eight other vehicles, oh, and you boy. only have three lives to do it. Now. Adding to that challenge is the fact that the other player, the other cars don't hurt each other. Right. So you, if you think you're going to go and hide somewhere and just let the other cars beat each other, like you've got another thing coming. You have to defeat all of them yourself. Right. And or, not only that, but if you what? go and hide in the corner, they, uh, the, the guys that kind of stand off to the side or float above the racetrack will start shooting missiles. Yeah, they're at called you. referees. They just the referees. Yeah. yeah they keep, so keep going. the other cars don't do damage on each other at all. Nope. No. I don't think so. I no. was under the impression that they did. That's yeah. interesting. Then who are they shooting at? Well, they're shooting you each took- other, but they don't do any damage. Like you have to, you have to. Be what involved. a joke! Exactly, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so there is one saving grace to this game. It does have a password save, so you can try a level over and over and over until you get it. Which, trust me, you're gonna have to do in this <laughs> game. Right. Yeah. Um, now, similar to the game we played last month, Doom, 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 uh, Doom, Twisted Metal has a killer multiplayer mode. And mm. this is the mode that I'd say most people bought the game for back in 95. Absolutely. It's all about multiplayer. Um, and as you can probably guess, in multiplayer, you and a friend pick your vehicles, you drive around in split screen view, and you just blow each other up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, <laughs> that, sorry. It's visceral, that is the reaction. Yeah. yeah. It's so um, much fun. Mm-hmm. Now, this uh, type of head-to-head action might sound pretty common by today's gaming standards, but remember, in 1995, the ability to battle your friend with realistic weapons and in true 3D, that was a pretty new thing. People, mm. Most people were used to playing like battle mode in Mario Kart, Yeah, but like, you know, you're, you're running over people, you're crashing cars that look realistic, you know, the weapons look kind of cool and realistic, the explosions look, you know, cool. Like, this was a big deal. Yeah, Absolutely. So moving to the music of Twisted Metal, it was composed by Chuck E. Myers. And <laughs> what? what? Chuck E. Myers? It sounds yeah. like, is that the love child of Chuck E. Cheese and Mike Myers? <laughs> what? 
I like Wayne's World Mike Myers or the evil Michael Myers? Well, let's go evil Mike Myers with Chuck E. Cheese. I think that's the best combo. Oh, right evil there. Mike Myers. Oh, there you go. Even, <laughs> even better. Um, but that's incorrect. Uh, the music was composed by Chuck E. Myers, uh, Tom Hopkins, and Lance Lenhart. Um, the music leveraged the power of the CD-ROM game format, which was yeah. new to games at the time. So you got, for the first time, CD-quality music. The soundtrack featured mostly generic hard rock tunes, but it was, it was pretty cool, again, to hear like real music in a game system at the time. Well, with that, let's pause for a moment and listen to a track from Twisted Metal. No, dude. Play Chuck Myers, not Michael Myers. No, sorry, sorry. I got this. All right, all right. No, other, other button. All right, so there you go. That was the music of Twisted Metal. It's rocking, yeah. man. Rocking. Yeah. No, I like. Yeah, I think it's good stuff. I. Uh, uh, what do you think? Uh, I well, personally, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the music. I'm a big rock guy and a big metal guy. Um, but like, this feels a little too Joe Satriani for me. <laughs> like, I I like the music in some of the later uh, Twisted Metal games where they got it a little bit darker, a little more metal, actually metal. <laughs> Yeah, so. no, but I mean, come on, man. This is like mid '90s rock. You got the Wawa going. You got oh, the, totally, totally. I mean, I'm I'm, in, I'm picturing I'm pic- yeah, it's total hot licks. I'm picturing a dude <laughs> in a mullet, you know, t- American flag tank top, you know, like on the on the roof of or the hood of a Camaro, like just <laughs> blowing hot. in the wind, hair blowing in the wind. Right, yeah, right. Wind you machine. Got the wind machine, the the bikini bikini clad models on each side. Like yep. this is this is straight nineties nostalgia. I mean, feed it into my veins, which is kind of what they probably did back then, right? Yeah. Right into the veins. <laughs> the music was a little um, far in the background, though. It was like subtle. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It didn't feel like a soundtrack to me. It just felt like a you know something that the music was just like way in the background, but. I don't know. Maybe it accentuated like the explosions and all the crashing stuff. Yeah. That was on purpose. I mean, I think the the key thing I would say that's better about this, like that's good about the soundtrack, like versus Doom is like, I felt the energy ma- matched it. I mean, this is a chaos, you know, race to the death kind of game and it had yeah. that energy. So <laughs> by the way, some listeners going to be like, wait, you said it's a little too Joe Saturni. Like, what does that mean? Joe Saturni is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so maybe I should tell, maybe I should share the fact that like, yeah, not a big Satch, Satchmo fan. Uh, that's a different guy. That's right? a different guy. But also <laughs> the other Satch half fan. of our listeners are like, who's Joe Saturni? Exactly. That's probably more likely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know who he is either. I'm totally um, that was, that was going to be my first concert, by the way. That was like the one concert I asked my mom to go to back in the day. And so I'm glad I actually didn't go and it was, <laughs> My real first concert was Metallica. That's much better. Oh, there you go. All right. Anyway, so uh, Twisted Metal's uh, combination of Demolition Derby action and Deathmatch gameplay made it an early success for Sony's new PlayStation console. The game would sell over 1 million copies in North America alone. Wow. So big hit. And uh, Twisted Metal was not only a hit with gamers, but it was also loved by many critics. Uh, For example, in the December 1995 issue of EGM, Twisted Metal was awarded its Game of the Month. And eventually, EGM would name Twisted Metal its 1995 Game of the Year. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. And not sure I agree with that call, but all right. <laughs> I, I, I no other better. There was no other game in 1995. That's evidently. right. This is the only game released. It's like movies yeah. in 2020. Like, what's who's going to win the Best Picture Oscar? There was only two nominees. No one. <laughs> yeah, and that was a whole new game format, right? In '95, yeah. like, this was you know debut of the PlayStation. They had all these yeah. launch titles, but apparently they left with the metal. Right. I'm guessing the head-to-head. That's I'm guessing that's what put it over. Yeah. That's good. good Well, not everybody was a fan of Twisted Metal, though. So one game pro reviewer criticized the graphics and said the music was quote weak overall. Oh come on, this guy was that guy's John Tesh fan. This isn't weak music. It's in your face. Come on, John Tesh. You you talk (laughs) about Joe Santriani. No one knows who the hell John Tesh is. Come on. All right, ask your dad. 
Ask, ask your dad. <laughs> ask your dad's dad. <laughs> He's right. still around. Uh, well, Maximum Magazine, I believe that was uh, from the UK. They were also critical saying that the game was too short and concluding, quote, a playable game, but one that is probably destined for obscurity. Mm. Ouch. Um, Ouch. Yeah, that last quote didn't age too well, as we will no. learn. No. Um, the game wasn't uh, destined for obscurity because Twisted Metal would kick off a full-on franchise including several sequels, 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 including Faka Seagulls. Um, (laughs) Twisted Metal 2 came out a year later in 1996 and would fix many of the game's first shortcomings. And Dustin, you sent me something the other day. You're talking about how, was it a picture of someone that was holding a list of all the things they fixed, like a developer yeah. or something like that? What, what, yeah, one what of the developers, they, they had a list of all the things that they wanted to fix and did get to fix about Twisted Metal for Twisted Metal 2. He was standing on top of a desk. It's like about, you know, probably six foot tall guy standing on top of a desk. And it was just a printed, you know, uh, paper that went all the way down to the floor and curled around. Looked like, you know, Santa Claus's nice and na- <laughs> naughty list. It's, wow. it's insane the amount of things they changed, updated, improved. Yeah. Well, wow. whatever they did worked because Twisted Metal 2 would go on to sell even more than the 1995 original, nearly 2.5 million copies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, it makes me wonder uh, why they won an award in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list here that says it's not the best. <laughs> right, right. From myself, from, from the people who made it's, the game. It's good yeah. enough back then, I guess, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, so we got also Twisted Metal 3 and 4 later on. Those were on the PlayStation as well. Um, but I hear that those weren't worked on by like the original Twisted Metal no, team. They, and they, they, had, were, they had all left after T2, yeah, TM2. Met with some mixed reviews I, I read too. Yeah, not mixed, bad. Bad. The, <laughs> I guess I was being generous there. <laughs> <laughs> There's always there's there's one person out there that liked it, I'm sure. Right. Well, in 2001, Twisted Metal Black was released for the PlayStation 2. And that game, many fans have said, including some of our listeners, that it's the best game in the series. And Mm. um, I actually do want to play that game. I haven't played it and I heard the the music's different, a little bit more metal. Yeah. And, you know, better graphics for the PS2. So I actually do want to try that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like cool. uh, one I got to pick up. I've got that PlayStation 2. That's what I played this game on. And I've definitely, I've heard the same thing. I think it's a, it's a, it's a solid entry, it sounds like. So I'm, I'm curious to check it out. Before the podcast, you and I were talking about, Dustin, we're talking about the, like when you bought the PS2 and how back in like 95, you you convinced your, your ex-wife, right? That it was like, well, hey, this yeah. is a PS1 and a PS2 and a DVD player. Right? That's a oh, big absolutely. I don't know if you guys remember or for our listeners who aren't uh, you know, old enough, back then DVD players, when they hit the market, they were five, $600. And you said so this was like a $300 uh, DVD player, PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 all in one thing. So it was, def- it was definitely like, hey, hon, uh, you know, I think we want to get a DVD player. Here's the cheapest one on the market. It just happens to play yeah, games too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did she give you the side eye? Uh, a little bit. A say, little bit. Um, yeah, sure. It's a gift for us, quote yeah. unquote. Mm-hmm. I bought it. I remember buying it at Sears and getting the wow. uh, eight free DVDs with a mail-in rebate kind of thing. Holy cow. Uh, the only one that I remember from that uh, uh, from that batch, though, was Lost in Space, which is not a good movie. So <laughs> eight free PS- movies. You get you what you a, pay for. You bought a PS2 at Sears. Do you get $5 off a washing machine when you walked out of there? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Free sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> and Alex, you were, you were still hanging out with your laser disc at that time, weren't you, around 95? <laughs> Damn right. Flipping that thing back and forth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Platter. He really did. He really did. He still has it. We talked about it in an early episode. Yep. Yep. Rocking one of these days. All right. Well, the latest entry in the Twisted Metal series was uh, from 2012 uh, when a new game simply titled Twisted Metal was released on the PS3. Now, surprisingly, we haven't seen a new Twisted Metal game for any of the latest generations of consoles, which is pretty Hmm. strange for a franchise that sold over 5 million copies in total. And considering the popularity of like, you know, battle royale games like Fortnite. Yeah, or or like Rocket League. This is like the, the oh, direct yeah, like totally. great grandfather of Rocket League. <laughs> it's Rocket League. It's the John Tesh of Rocket League. So, <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> where, 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 where. Uh, so that's not a John Tesh, so I'm pretty sure. Um, so, we'll twist. <laughs> so maybe Twisted Metal will come to the PS5. Like that would yeah. be awesome. You know, great graphics, like the total dem- demolition derby action. That might be pretty cool. Yeah. So start those petitions, people. Absolutely. 
Okay, that wraps up the history segment. And now to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts. Ridiculously interesting facts. About Twisted Metal. Number one, <laughs> Twisted Metal had some very aggressive, very 90s advertising. <laughs> okay. So in the November, ni- yeah, the, the November 1995 issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly, a Twisted Metal ad reads, quote, hit pedestrians, outrun police cars, and get gunned down in a drive-by shooting. Finally, a game that shows what L.A. is really like. <laughs> oh. so, okay. Uh, yeah, Alex, you lived in L.A. for many years. Oh, yeah. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could do anything on L.A. Street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've... Uh, I've uh, yeah, I've been guilty of driving the wrong side of the road at three thirty in the morning trying to oh get my home. God. Nice. Um, yeah, probably should have been uh, arrested. <laughs> but I, uh, okay, I made it home. So. Hashtag Alex Confessional Hour here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I beat the minion that night, so you, know. <laughs> you were on the Bring rooftops it. too. Okay. Yep. And there was a, there is a cop car in Twisted Metal, so it all yeah. Kind of worked and out. you know, uh, oftentimes people from the underground would approach my car with no face, asking uh, if I wanted uh, what my wildest dreams to come true. But uh, uh, don't fall for it. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. <laughs> It needs to be in the sequel on PS5. There you go. Uh, so, uh, by the way, Twisted Metal was featured on the cover of that 1995 EGM issue, along with Doom for the PlayStation. All right. So, yeah, a little not. It's actually kind of cool because, like, you know, the two last games we did on one magazine cover. It's awesome. There you go. Uh, number two, the game was originally going to include live action endings for each character. <laughs> so, over 18 minutes of scenes. Such a bad were- idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me continue. I'll tell you why it's a horrible idea. So over those 18 minutes of scenes that were actually filmed, but they were cut from the final game because according to David Jaffe, quote, they were deemed too sexist and too violent. Uh, now, when the scenes were released as bonus features in 2008's Twisted Metal Head-On Extra Twisted Edition, yes, that's a real game title, by the way. Nice. Uh, PSP, I think that one is. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaffe noted that players can, quote, finally judge for themselves if they are cinematic masterpieces or the final proof of my total lack of talent. Uh, let me jump in here and say I have watched all 18 minutes of these scenes Ooh. and the final proof of his total lack of talent. I'm sorry, David Jaffe, you're a good video game maker, but you're a horrible filmmaker. These things are garbage. Hot, hold on, hold hot on. Garbage. He, he said they were they were too extreme. Yeah, that's not the only reason they were cut. They were also terrible. Oh, um, okay. You know, it, it, so Jaffe actually went to college for for filmmaking, and I think he thought this was his first big break. Like, oh man, you know, because he kind of fell into the game industry. No, no, I'm glad he stuck with video games. They're they're, they're just trash. They're just bad. They're on YouTube if you dig a bit. You can find yeah, go them. check go check them out. I mean, there's this this guy dressed like a clown in the car with this girl, like way acting super like dramatic. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's yeah, and apparently, so if so, even if the videos were great, which they were anything but. In, in the, some of the videos, the characters refer to the contest as high octane, which was actually the working title of the game. <laughs> it's like the content wasn't even right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if, even if you put the offensive, like low quality content aside, um, it's actually kind of sad that the game didn't feature any video or full motion video as it was marketed as back then. Because um, that was kind of like the, the selling point of 32-bit systems, right? Back yeah. then is you had like this like real video going on. Yeah, and and, and the, the big games on the PlayStation that I remember that I you know remember fondly and that I played a bunch, that was one of the things that you know instantly hooked in my memory about it. Um, you know, of course, we've talked about one of my favorites being Road Rash and those little you know yep. vignettes that kind of come in when you crash or when you get arrested or when you win. Those were like mind blowing at the time. None of video games didn't do this. They didn't have a like a video to to show you what was going on. It was so cool. Yeah, and I remember like Rayman, which was a PlayStation launch title. Okay, like you, it's a kind of a cartoony, you know, platformer game, and it's a it's a popular you know, series even today. But you put that disc in for the first time in this you know brand new shiny PlayStation, and the first thing you see is like a real cartoon. Like yeah. something you'd see on TV. And at the time, that was, yeah, mind-blowing. Craziness, yeah. This so, game could use a little bit of that. This game could use a little mm-hmm. bit of, of uh, you know, uh, even an anime-style cutscenes mm-hmm. to yeah. begin with. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. Totally. But instead, then, instead, we got what? A text. depressed clown in a car? <laughs> <laughs> no, you get text, really. Oh, yeah. that's, right. that's all yeah. you get. That's it's a text. Again, novel. 
Yeah. Number three. So you can play as the final boss minion and know it's not a little yellow guy with googly eyes. Right. Um, was that Dave? Was his name Dave or that guy? Was that one? The uh, uh, King Bob, I think is what it was in the Minions movie. King Bob. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Apparently I'm alone with that. Never mind. I'll continue. <laughs> well, to unlock the boss, no fans of Minions. Someone out there, please write me. Tell me I'm not crazy. Uh, to unlock the boss as a playable character, you have to use a Game Shark cheat device. And the cheat only works on the final rooftop level. Um, I don't have a Game Shark, so I wasn't able to test it. Um, and I'm kind of curious how the special weapons will work. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys all got to Minion, the final boss. Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, You've yeah. obviously noted, uh, noticed that he can use all the weapons from any of the cars in the game. Right, right. So Everyone you know, knows that. Yeah, just to make it extra easy to beat him, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but yeah, so you can play as the, the final boss. It's pretty cool. There you go. And number four, Sony Japan initially hated twisted metal you don't say (laughs) yes hated it hated it according to the game's u.s producer scott campbell when they sent the game over uh, to japan for review the team had one request can uh the u.s team please switch the weapons out instead of firing missiles let's have the cars firing food groups like vegetables and fruit (laughs) hold on like banana peels this isn't yeah yeah, like yo here here's some broccoli in your face Dude, this isn't Nintendo, Sony. Get your stuff together. Yeah. This, that's, that's, that's Tell the US team, about. make it Mario Kart, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My God. Well, Campbell summed it up by saying, we were pretty sure that Sony Japan was not real happy with the title. <laughs> he also said, uh, when the game was shown to uh, Ken Kutaragi at Sony, he's known as the father of the PlayStation, his comment was, quote, when are we going to replace these graphics with real graphics? <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. And uh, before we recorded, Alex, uh, you had something to say yeah. about uh, the graphics, did you not? Yeah, I thought there was something wrong with my TV. I, uh, <laughs> I hooked it up and I, you know, because this is my first PlayStation and shout out to Rudy at Retrofix for hooking me up with this thing. But I uh, had to, you know, get some AVI to HDMI cables to hook it up to my TV. And uh, I thought there was something wrong with that. I was like, am I... Am I going blind? Like, do I have it on the wrong resolution? It was way blurry. And I was like, what the, f-? you know? But then I realized it's 1995 and it's a CD-ROM. And this is what they thought looked good, Yeah, I guess. And it was beginning. no good. <laughs> no good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the play. I, I don't know if we can fully blame the programmers here because, like, it's a new console, right? They probably yeah. didn't know how to unlock the full po- horsepower of the console. So, you know, True. they did their best. And number five, there was almost a Twisted Metal movie, and Nicolas Cage could have played the clown Sweet Tooth. All right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. see it. Yep. Yeah. He could do crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He could do crazy. I think he might be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. in 20, so in 2017 the site collider published an interview with director brian taylor who was tapped by sony to direct a potential twisted metal movie now taylor said that he had nick cage in mind to play the driver of the ice cream truck in a movie that would look a lot like mad max fury road uh, but apparently there was some disagreements about the budget needed to do the movie justice and the movie was never green lit it's too bad it's too bad that would have been a good one i have a a Nick Cage story when I was living in LA, I uh, <laughs> oh, I was getting uh, cash at an ATM on Sunset um, Boulevard, very famous street. Yeah. And this is maybe, uh, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And uh, this car all of a sudden uh, pulled to the side of the road very aggressive like. And I'm standing on the sidewalk waiting to use the ATM. And so it's like right in front of me. And it's almost like the person like dropped hot coffee on themselves and had to pull over super fast, you know, mm-hmm. like really with intent. And uh, there's two people yelling in the car, and the guy gets out from the driver's side of the car and walks around the front. Nick Cage is yelling at his wife, <laughs> and he like he's he's they're they're yelling about directions or driving or whatever, and she's like <laughs> really bad. letting him have it, like oh you're so crazy when you drive da da da. And I look, and it's Patricia Arquette. It was I guess they were married at the time. Oh my god! And they were having some kind of argument, and he was yelling at her, and and he was asking her, oh did you want to drive? Why don't you get in the seat? <laughs> And then she said, no, you know, you get back here. Da, da, da. We're late already. And then he walked back around the front of the car and I just like made eye contact with him real quick. And he just sort of gave like his hands up, like, you know, hey, you know, women. And I was like, all right. I just sort of like looked him off and I was like, all right, well, 
Nick are you Cage, Alex you from that one leave? podcast? Are you that? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, listen, I've already seen that movie of uh, Nick Cage behind a wheel. And uh, <laughs> this is way before Gone in 60 Seconds. All right. And uh, yeah, I could totally see him. I would have to say we guy. need to have a Alex. Alex's LA uh, confessional <laughs> That's right. uh, podcast, like a spinoff. Because you have so many dang stories about LA. And I think we've touched on those in early episodes. Before this yeah. podcast, you yeah. were talking about running into Vigo Mortensen at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> He's buying yeah. Twinkies or something. We won't yeah. get into that now. But like, yeah, there's, yeah, dude, so much. That's right. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad night for Vigo. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, with that, that was five ridiculously interesting facts about Twisted Metal. <laughs> And L.A. apparently, and, <laughs> and the cage. cage. Yeah, yeah. All, <laughs> listen, hand to God, all true stories. So there you go. That's amazing. All right, thank you guys. Uh, so here's where we usually talk about memories of playing Twisted Metal back in the day. But turns out, I talked to the guys before the podcast, <laughs> and uh, I'm the only one that played it back in the day. So just quickly touch on the fact that this was a super fun game to play. Have have family over or have uh, friends over, and just. Let's wail on each other for an hour on the two-player mode. I don't really remember touching the single-player mode too much, uh, but man, just sitting down and just destroying each other for an hour, it was just, it was like cathartic. It was a great, great fun. Um, But we do have quite a few listener memories of this game. We asked our friends over on social media to finish this sentence. My fondest memory of playing Twisted Metal is... We once again got a ton of responses, so thanks so much, everyone. So I'm just going to list out a few of my favorites here. Uh, A. John Hawk says, finally getting the direct to minion code after playing all night co-op with my brother. We carved the code into a wooden nightstand uh, so we would nice. never lose it uh, as you do, as one does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> years later, we found the nightstand in storage at my parents' place, which brought back tons of memories. Code still worked. That's right. <laughs> it would, it would. Why, why didn't they just write it down? Like, why would no, they go no, through? No. no. <laughs> This is twisted metal, man. We carve right. it. <laughs> there you go. They should have burned it into the side with a lighter. You know, like right. we, we just burned it into the side. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Golden God, Mr. Nice. Don Van Dam. That's right. Says, uh, mine is returning Destruction Derby at Kmart because it only had System Link two-player, which my dad thought was stupid. Wait, is that and the... So you had to hook up two consoles? Is that what that is? Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, and, and it, I think that's what that was, and it's not... Yeah, no. We want to play on one system. So we, as he says, we got Twisted Metal instead, and I've loved the series ever since. He also notes, this was my third game after WrestleMania, the arcade game, and Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Of course it was. (laughs) Of course it was, Don Van Damme. Those are the most Don Van Damme, and, you know, yeah. It completely makes sense. I could picture Don Van Damme on the hood of the Camaro with his hair blowing in the wind for 20 oh, yeah. too. So, oh, yeah. These, these, are, these are three games that have his name all over them. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> right. Derek H. says, My fondest memory of playing Twisted Metal is playing it with my older brother. He was really into Insane Clown Posse at the time. Oh, wow. So you can imagine who he liked to use. He's a juggalo. Yeah. Your brother's a juggalo. <laughs> so boy. Magnets. I hope at the time was put in there. So I hope it, I hope he's over it now. <laughs> Larry W. Uh, said, uh, the magazine coverage for this game got my attention with the whole this type of game can't happen on the SNES kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I rented yeah. it multiple times and remember playing on my knees for leverage when I finally beat it with Thumper. Oh, yeah. That sounds certain, strange. Certain games you had to get your, not, you just can contort yourself a little bit or, or get the, <laughs> the, the claw going. So you had the buttons, you know, correctly. And by the end, you were like completely sore. I, I totally get that one. My thing is like crowding the screen. Like for games that are really, really difficult, I'm like six inches from the screen. <laughs> like a CRT monitor is like, you know, zapping my face while I'm playing it. But right. not with this one. Got to get that. Not with this game. <laughs> Getting sick over there. Yeah. Yeah. A couple more memories. The Big Apple says, my fondest memory of playing Twisted Metal is playing with my friends and getting so mad that I jerked the PS1 off the entertainment center, which landed on his little brother's head who was playing a Game Boy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it's a PlayStation household. <laughs> get, that, get that Game Boy get stuff out of here. Get trash out of here. Twisted metal. <laughs> We're in the CD-ROM <laughs> age now. Yeah. Well, didn't they probably laser etched the disc by doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jacob says, my only memory is trying to play it for the podcast and realizing that without nostalgia, this isn't a game that holds up today. That's yeah. uh, uh, that's foreshadowing, I think, a little bit. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, last one. Last month's winner, Guillermo S. says, as an homage to our devoted play, my cousin named his college lizard Minion. <laughs> there you go. Like All it. right. 
I like it. I like it. We, 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 I, I'm a person who names pets, stupid things. So I'm with him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, talk about our playthrough that, that we did here over the past couple weeks. Going to look at four questions here. Was it fun? Was it hard? Would you play it again? And how did you do? So let's get right into it with how much fun was twisted metal for you? Uh, none, little, great, you know, best game you've ever played. Uh, let's start with you, Zach. So I had uh, some fun, let's just say, with Twisted some Metal. So, but I had a really hard time getting past like a few of the game's shortcomings. Okay. So, like, so what I liked about Twisted Metal was the concept, right? The story is ridiculous. You can choose from a lot of cars. I had a lot of fun experimenting with the cars. Weapons mm-hmm. are cool. You drive around, you blow stuff up. Like that never really gets old, right? right. But with that said, that one-player experience is trash, right? This is not <laughs> Doom. <laughs> There's not four chapters to play. There's only a handful of levels. They're extremely difficult. Yeah. The 3D was kind of nauseating, right? Like it just didn't age well at all. It was really hard to tell what was going on sometimes. I kept finding myself wishing I was playing this on a new console, like a PS3, PS4, that kind of thing. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess I get why people like this game and had fun with it back in the day because of that multiplayer mode. I did play a couple of games with my son on multiplayer. And it's cool because it, you yeah. know, the split screen works good. The view, that third person view is zoomed in just a little bit more and it works reasonably well. So I, yeah, I, I get why people like this game, but for me, I'd say just, I had a little bit of fun. Um, the last point I'll make here is that the, the, the most fun I had with Twisted Metal was being forced to try to beat the game. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, there's you like that challenge where you were doing it. For yeah. Cause you had to just do it. Right. Like that, <laughs> that was kind of fun just trying to make it happen. But if I just pulled this off the shelf to play it for fun, yeah, I think I would have, I don't think I would have lasted very long. All right, Alex, uh, how much fun was the game? Uh, yeah, it was like medium rare fun. <laughs> it was <laughs> like the lower tier of medium. Um, yeah, probably piggyback off of, uh, Zach's point. I did not play this in a, um, in a multiplayer mode and I could just hearing that, you know, hunting your friend playing next to him, you know, two player game that probably is really cool and probably was uh really cool back in 1995, but yeah. I can only play this as a one player and it wasn't that great of an experience. I mean, um, we talked about the graphics. I mean, there were blurry graphics. The first level was so dark. You could hardly see what you're doing. Um, you know, I didn't like the first, uh, even the first arena, so many obstacles. I mean, mm. God forbid you choose a semi truck, you know, <laughs> you're going to spend the next half hour trying to learn how to drive that thing around. There you go. Um, yeah. So there were some things I didn't like about the game. And I say medium because I didn't enjoy the experience of, uh, after a while, I, I started to get uh, the sweats, started to get a little disoriented. And I was <laughs> like, man, I can't, I can't take this game. Is it me? Is it this TV? Is it maybe it looked better playing on a, on a tube TV, but, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just it didn't, didn't look that great on the CRT. CRT. All right. See, I, <laughs> I didn't, then I did not enjoy the game. I only enjoyed it uh, the more time I put into it because I started to imagine. I realized that one of the weapons was a mine, and it took me a couple mm-hmm. of playthroughs to, to realize how that weapon worked. And I started to realize, like, okay, this is like a uh, an arena version of, um, of Mario Kart with uh, machine guns and, and uh, special weapons and stuff like that. And I started to enjoy it a little bit more, but even then, like I was getting, I was getting too uh, disoriented. Like there was no horizon. There was, yeah. you could go around circles and it's just like, all right, I'm sort of not feeling it after a while. Yep. All right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll finish up here and just talk about the, uh, this game was, uh, at first, it was absolutely no fun with at all for me. Yeah. And it was really based on the fact that the default control system is just dumb. I don't know who <laughs> set that that as the default. It makes no sense. I don't think it made sense back then because like the default uh, gas pedal is square, which is a button I've never seen used for, for gas in any game. It's usually trigger or X or maybe a circle, but never square. And I could never figure out how to use it. It just, no matter how long I tried it. So I, I finally switched over to, I think it was called like a uh, run and gun and uh so much easier to play that way so not that it was easy but i did end up having starting to have some more fun because i was able to like actually control the vehicle and get those tight turns going and and really kind of aim the vehicle where i wanted it to go so uh once once i i would say if you're not enjoying it up front try switching control schemes that might help a little bit um let's move on to the challenge of twisted metal uh would you say the challenge is easy 
medium, hard, or extreme, uh, and why? Alex, start us off here. I'd say even at uh, easy, it's medium hard, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> because it's not a forgiving game. The uh, the the what was that? The little radar in the upper left hand corner doesn't really work too well. Yeah, it's kind of um, hard to read. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to hard read. read. Uh, again, going back to the graphics, everything looks like a wet diaper. Uh, it's sort of all mushed <laughs> together. Um, when you switch weapons, um, you sort of lose track of of what finger does what. And uh, there's no. Di- it'd be nice if the if the crosshairs changed as you changed weapons. You know, yeah. Uh, that's something that uh, that the GoldenEye 64 did very well, where the yeah. the the crosshair would change so you would know what weapon you're in. Yep. Uh, that it didn't do that here. So. Um, and I played that at the uh, medium level a couple times, and that was difficult. That was, yeah. that was really difficult. And I did that towards the end of my gameplay, and uh, that was not enjoyable either. I didn't ever play the hard, so I can only imagine. But yeah, no way. You know, yeah. listen, I, I can only imagine how. But if this is all you had in 1995, then you're going to put the effort in. Yeah, you know? as long as you have a buddy. <laughs> I would say but that, right that there with learn. Zach, like, I was forced to play this game for the podcast, and <laughs> I felt like it. <laughs> you're forced all right all right so um, i'll talk about the challenge here uh and i i would say for me the challenge is uneven and what i mean by that is what i'm looking for here what would really help me is if you could switch what car you were using between each round i know that kind of doesn't Mm. fit in the narrative but uh there's cars that you i i would just i would have a struggle like uh with the uh the semi i would have a struggle on the first round getting through the semi i think like what you talked about alex it's just kind of a, a slog to get through uh, and then I would, I would, I would get a little bit further, and then there was a certain level. Certain levels I just couldn't. I I, I would be much better at. Um, and then I'd play like the police car. In the police car, when I was that, I got through the first level in I think five seconds. I just destroyed him. Mm-hmm. But then by the time I got to the third level, um, I couldn't last more than a, a, more than like a minute on all three lives. It would just go. So it was all over the place. Um, it was all hard. Um, I'm curious about Zach though because Zach is. Mm-hmm. And I think we've heard a little bit of it, but, but, you know, games, a lot of games are hard for me, I, especially if there's jumping. Luckily there was no jumping in this game, but Zach, <laughs> you know, what, tell us for the, for the game retro game guru, how hard was this game? So real quick, um, there actually is a hack to change the car in the game between levels. You have to use the password because then you oh, can pick okay. your car that needs a password. So it's kind of a workaround. Oh, around yeah, that. I see that. I can yeah. see that. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause the passwords don't I change try it that way. The password's well, super like, you know, simple, you never, so. you never uh, chiseled your password into your nightstand. Either. <laughs> right. That's right. Come on, man. Um, so yeah, this game, my first playthrough in this game was pretty frustrating. It was hard even for, even for me um, because of what you said, the play control. Cause I think on the default play control, the default controller scheme up is to accelerate and it feels as comfortable as pressing up to jump in a platformer, right? So mm-hmm. unnatural. I didn't find any controller scheme that felt like a traditional scheme, right? Because it was like even the one where trigger was go was accelerate, I would expect the other trigger to be break and reverse, and it wasn't. So I was just like, uh, so that was really frustrating at first. But um, it did the game did get easier for me when I learned about the special weapons. I experiment with cars more. But even then, this game is it is really hard because you get swarmed by, by enemies all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm constantly trying to like shake my tail to try to get people off my tail. I'm trying to go over these stupid ramps to get energy and I end up running into the side of them and I'm trying to back my tank up and, and fit it just exactly right to get over the, the hump to get energy. I mean, the control will frustrate the hell out of you. But mm-hmm. um, But again, I found some fun in the challenge because I was like, this just makes it, you know, I want to be this for the podcast. So I have to put the right. time in. Right. Um, but I will say though, overall, the challenge of this game is broken because this game wasn't, I, I, this is my opinion here. This game wasn't made for a one player game, right? Yeah. They didn't yeah. attempt to make a worthy one player experience. This is all about head to head and you just get basically like a special feature bolt on single player experience. It's mm. hard as hell, but you know what? too damn bad because you're actually just going to play with your friends and enjoy the hell out of yourself. Right. right. Okay. Well, on, with all so that. You, so you actually think that this came out as a two player game? I think it totally yeah. did. I don't think I, they didn't put any effort in the single player experience. And, and I mean, your car versus eight other cars sit only six yeah, levels. True. true. You know I mean, like to Dustin said, some levels take eight seconds to beat. Some take eight minutes. Yeah. Some take 85 tries. Like that to me is just, that's not, 
That's not set up to fail. Not planned well. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, with all that, would we play Twisted Metal again? Uh, I'll start here. I am very, very curious about the, uh, the sequels to this game, like Twisted Metal Black. I think I might uh, try to pick that up. Um, I am not interested in playing this game ever again. Maybe in, in the future <laughs> times when we get together. But even then, there's better two-player games that we can we can play nowadays. Uh, so no, I'm not interested. Uh, Zach, how about you? Playing, to, playing it again? I agree with you 100%. I want to play Twisted Metal Black. I want to play the, the, the one that came out on the PS3. But I think this will collect dust on my shelf for quite some time. Absolutely. Alex? Yeah, I want to play the one where uh, they had that list of uh, things they fixed. Yeah, Twisted Metal too. <laughs> I am know? curious about that one. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. you the, in that one you can uh, take down the Eiffel Tower at one point, which is actually, I guess, a controversy with France. Okay. They were pissed off that that was a lot. Oh I mean, God. it sounds like a really interesting. You know uh, what? Though, good take. for you, France. You had something to, to speak up about, <laughs> right? Oh, All right, terrible looking Eiffel Tower. Those graphics. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you? It's a national insult. Okay. Right? Well, I mean, if those are your problems, then they're on you. <laughs> All right, guys, let's finish Call here Calypso. with the big question. Yeah. Call right? Calypso. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's finish here with the big question. Who survived Twisted Metal? <laughs> Who got the top score? Uh, our score competition rules for Twisted Metal were this. How far did you get? And did you beat Minion? And uh, that's the boss at the end of those six levels. So uh, I'm going to start with myself here. Uh, I uh, could just could not get through that third level. No matter what I did, uh, the freeway level, I think it is. Mm-hmm. No matter what I did, no matter what car, I think I at least choose diff- five different cars. I'd never choose like the motorcycle or the sports car. I always want to have something that's got at least decent defense. Of I choose, I went through all the decent defenses, the warthog, the tank, the the semi um i even at one point bumped it back down to easy and i just could not get through that third level i don't know what it is it's tough too many things going on or something i'd get swarmed i'd have them all around me honking horns and and sirens and everything and i'd just die um it's, so, it's yeah. kind of like a wizards and warriors right alex's favorite game where you just get swarmed oh. by enemies and you can't <laughs> shoot them off yeah oh. but in, yeah <laughs> But in that game, you could just start over and you're fine. You got a pretty much unlimited lives. But no, this is yeah, not here. Nah, not at all. Alex, how far did you get? Um, I got to the freeway as well. I did. Okay. Not, uh, okay. I, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, get past that one. But I tried a variety of game of, of cars and I tried a variety of different techniques. And uh, you're right, man. Like at a certain point, it just becomes. Uh, I didn't know. I thought the the other cars were battling each other, and I was like, okay, like I'll. I, I was looking for hiding spots in the freeway, trying to duck out of the way mm-hmm. and just take pot shots as cars drove by. And uh, I think I was playing in the Hummer on that one. And that it did have a really nice feature where you could do the humming, the, the, the heat seeking missile or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And that was great. But uh, now that you say that they weren't fighting each other, it makes total sense. I was wasting time. <laughs> um, yeah. No. So. Uh, All right. There you go. What? All right, yeah, yeah so, that's my answer. <laughs> there you go. I'd rather play Wizards and Warriors. Oh no, really? Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, believe that for a second. Hey, man, that game looked better than this one. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> wow. All right, let's let's wrap this up with uh, with Zach. How far did you get on this one? Well, um, I put it all on the line for this podcast. Let me tell you, okay. I, I put the time in. I did beat the game. I did take out a mm. minion. Yeah. Um, Shocker. Man, it was hard. I mean, ask my kids. I spent three days solid playing this game, swearing my lungs out, throwing (laughs) controllers, so angry at this game. I, too, got stuck on that that, uh, city level for a while. Yeah, There's that suburbia level. It's like a suburban street where you have to beat eight other cars. Oh, my God. But nothing is as bad as Minion. You get to – he's a big, fat jerk, man, because this guy comes out. He can use all the weapons of all the characters – he is chasing you the whole time, um, takes tons of, or he can deal out tons of damage. He can take tons of damage. And so I made repeated attempts. I'm talking 20, 30, 40 attempts, whatever, to finally wow. beat him. I finally get to the point where I shot him a few times and rammed him and he fell off the rooftop. And I was Victory. so excited. Victory. Yeah. Beat the game. Finally, whatever. The SOB comes back. <laughs> what do you mean he and comes back? He comes like, back. Like he just he drives up the building. Yeah, no, no. He just appears like up a ramp in some other part of the roof. Like wow. you fall off, which happens a lot. You die, obviously. He falls off. He's just fine. So oh, I, I don't man. know. I just, I just through sheer luck and repetition, I just got one lucky playthrough. Finally beat the game. Wow. Um, I used 
was it Warthog because mm-hmm. he had the heat seeking missiles, so you don't have to be as accurate. That's really helpful. Yeah. yeah. And the ending for Warthog, spoilers, is that um, he's like an army guy. He uh, asks uh, Calypso for an aircraft, like black box. And that black box apparently would have proven the existence of UFOs. So okay. that's his what? dream, lifelong dream is to yeah. prove the existence. Okay. Hold on. So you, you ask for a black box instead of just saying, hey, do aliens exist? You could just ask <laughs> no, for his, the guy. His job right? was to recover it. That's what it was. So he was working for the oh. government. He wanted to uh, yeah, see. Okay. You know what? Mm, yeah. I should just ask for <laughs> a UFO. Weak, bro. <laughs> I want a UFO. <laughs> yeah. Can I, Calypso, can we just have better graphics? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the one, that's the that's one the question. Really <laughs> now that we know our scores, guys, let's move on to uh, see if any of our listeners can beat Retro Game Guys at Twisted mm-hmm, Metal. Let's see. All right. So thanks to all of our listeners who sent us their playthroughs using the hashtag Beat Retro Game Guys. Here's what we got Derek H says, I still can't get past the first level of Twisted Metal. Oh, man. Nice. I don't remember this game being that hard. And you're not alone, Derek. Mm-hmm. I, I do not. I played this as a, one of the, the retro game guys that played this in the past. I do not remember this game being this hard and this frustrating. Um, Derek also noted in the later tweet that he even tried several different characters and just ended the same time, same way every time. Um, Echoplex 420 24-7 uh, also got stuck on level one. And he just Whoa. simply noted... I played on Wednesday and got my butt kicked. <laughs> wow. Simple as that. Uh, Larry W. Uh, said, this month's beat retro game guys hashtag beat me. Wow. Uh, I made it to level three. My love for this game is real, but man, I was a patient gamer as a kid. The controls were just too much for me this time around. I have no idea how many times I switched weapons instead of firing them. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's funny about the whole uh, patient as a kid thing? Like my, yeah. my son, who's four... Yeah. Been, has been playing this game and he has not complained once about the controls or the <laughs> graphics or anything because it's just cool to drive and, and blow things up right, right and it's right. just like so maybe we were just like happy to play whatever back then but absolutely sure, not, not now not now i can't turn around how the hell do i turn around <laughs> guillermo s uh <laughs> i love his he says twisted metal was definitely an experience thanks retro mm-hmm. game guys i'm not sure if that's sarcastic or not but it yeah. sounds a little sarcastic uh, he goes on to say, I only got to the third level, Freeway, before my brain and oh, thumbs melted. So is this the game that Dustin beat Zach? No, Guillermo. You already heard. No, not anywhere close. You see, three solid days the guru had to put in mm-hmm. to beat this game. Yeah, that was that minion right in that googly eye, man. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last one here. Basic Gamer Bob got himself to level four and said, thank you wow. for introducing me to a great game I would have never picked up. So there you go. We got one guy in this time. Doom, we had a lot of contenders. Wow. Only one person was able to pull that out and beat you uh, even myself there, Alex. Wow. So this game you, Bob. is a good struggle. Job, Bob. And, All right. Yeah, good job, Bob. Pain tolerance. on that one, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a this is that's a little uh, notch on the wall. You put put that in your Twitter profile, right? <laughs> so, uh, I, I beat uh, three out of uh, two out of three retro game guys. Yeah, exactly. I got the level. I'm gonna three out of four. <laughs> <laughs> guys let's head over to collector's corner now zach over to you all right sounds good so there are a few collectible versions of twisted metal out there so for about 20 bucks you can get that greatest hits copy that dustin talked about in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the podcast those are special re-releases of playstation games that sold over a million copies i think um they got that green stripe down the side of the game which like fluorescent green stripe Um, the original that's that's one i got also um there's the older initial release copies those are called the black label versions those are a little bit more valuable those started about 50 bucks which is Mm. you know kind of getting up there you got to be a twisted middle fan to pay that much right um but the most collectible versions that i found out there though they're the early playstation long boxes do you guys remember those absolutely they're like yeah long cardboard boxes cds inside a lot of free space in the inside yeah there yeah uh, a lot of the first run of playstation games use those long boxes um and then over time they started phasing them out because i think they realized just how much waste to pack actually, yeah waste there was and that was true for even like cds back in the day you guys remember like the yeah. very first run of cds yep yeah. large large cardboard long boxes and everything yeah just a waste totally i mean it's totally. like buying a big bag of potato chips that's right. Half, half, a bunch of air. Yeah. It's, air. <laughs> it's like buying a Switch game now. You know, well, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
But then again, if you had a switch box the size of the card, that wouldn't look good on a shelf, I guess. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You get lost for sure. Uh, we talked about Basic Gaming Bob earlier. Um, he posted also on Twitter that he just recently bought the long box version. It looks His copy looks pretty clean too. So congrats, Bob. That's a great pickup. Yeah. Nice. I hope you got a good deal, man, because some of the ones <laughs> I saw on eBay were like 150 bucks. Wow. So, yeah. Oh my God. Thank God you like the game, man. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like vomiting right now if I paid 150 bucks for this game. Uh, and speaking of long boxes, Dustin, you have have a related story don't you yeah so i actually so not only do i remember long boxes i have two original long boxes not that i bought off ebay or anything but the one two of games that i have from the original playstation uh one was this little game called return fire it's an interesting game um but it, it it's got really cool it's got the little videos like we've talked about but really uh my kind of prized one was resident evil i have resident evil the original one awesome. in the long box um, but I was kind of, Zach and I, a couple weeks back, were kind of talking about long boxes. And I was like, oh, let me show you. And I pulled my Resident Evil copy out. Uh, no disc. It's got the <laughs> manual inside, but no disc. And I, you know, I don't have a pile of, I keep my stuff really clean. I've got everything where it belongs. So there, I don't have a pile of discs that I needed to sort through or anything. I was like, I just, the disc must have got lost in a move or something. So I looked, so I looked around, couldn't find it. Did go ahead and decide to buy it on eBay. Um, then a couple weeks go by. And I'm resorting some things on my uh, shelf, my retro gaming shelf. And what do I find? Resident Evil long box disc just sitting there. <laughs> I was so pissed. So now nice. I have two original uh, long box Resident Evil discs with one box and one uh, manual, but still a really cool uh, uh, possession of mine. One of those, uh, one of my favorite uh, things that I own, even though you know me in horror games, not my favorite, but Resident Evil, the original one is a super cool game anyway. We're like the old gamers. Actually, that, that experience isn't as bad as the one I had recently where I bought uh, Super Mario Land 2 on the Game Boy because I was excited to play it. I hadn't played it in so long. Mm. And... I waited like a week to get it on eBay. And when I get it, I put the game in and I'm playing the first level and I'm like, you know, this game, I feel like I played this not too long ago. And I look <laughs> on my shelf and it's sitting right on top of my, like, the stack of Game Boy games. Like I had the damn game ready. I'm like, dude, it's, womp getting, womp. it's getting bad. So um, yeah, I will, by the oh. way, Dustin, I'll buy that uh, disc off of you if I can get just the empty long box of Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Okay. I'll, I'll keep it around. That's a top five game for me. And now back by popular demand, Actually, it was just Alex asking for it. it it's, our cra- <laughs> it's our crazy yeah. collectible of the month. Uh, I like to know, man. <laughs> this is the best card. Yeah. Uh, so the PlayStation is not the only system that Twisted Metal appeared on. Did really? You know? okay. Yeah. No. So there was apparently also a Japan-only PC version that ran on Windows 95. Okay. Random. okay. You can actually see it on YouTube, too. It's a little bit different than the PlayStation version. Huh. Probably looked uh, better. <laughs> I hope bet on it. Uh, yeah. So I haven't seen any of these copies of that uh, Japan PC version of Twisted Metal for sale, which is a shame. But I, I huh. guess that um, you know collectors would pay easily a few hundred bucks. Oh yeah, for copy. Oh for uh, sure, because it's just again, it's a different version. It's Twisted Metal, and I think a lot of people think that you know Twisted Metal was a PlayStation exclusive, which we're realizing that it wasn't. Mm. So there you go, Alex. Uh, you gonna pay three hundred bucks for a Japan-only PC version of Twisted Metal? What do you think? Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, did that come in the cereal box? Like, what the heck? So to oh, that's a interesting to a infrequent gamer, yeah. what do you think about people who buy a game that they can't even play? So someone's out there spend three hundred bucks on this game, well, and they don't even have a, a PC to play it on an old PC. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would not fault them because I would buy a comic book that I couldn't read. No, yeah. yeah, there you go. That's a good All point. Right. That's a good I point. Would. I would, but I, but, but, um, you know, I know Bob likes his long boxes. However, Bob, four hundred fifty dollars, you could have got a root canal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just as painful. <laughs> Just as painful. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I hope you really love it, bro. Uh, All right. All right. Well, Japan only PC version of Twisted Metal. That's our crazy collectible of the month. If you could find one. If If you could find one, you pry it out of some collector's hands. Crazy. Let's go now, guys, to our monthly giveaway. This month's winner is at the Big Apple. So the Big Apple was the guy who shared the story about pulling the PlayStation console off the shelf and hitting a kid on the head. It's solid. (laughs) That's right. Get out of here with your Game Boy. It's a... The PlayStation, <laughs> PlayStation asshole. PlayStation asshole. So yeah, that story is just too good to not reward. So mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, thanks for all your support at the Big Apple, and congratulations. You've got yourself a $25 gift card to your favorite console. All right. All right. Okay, let's reveal what games we'll play for our next episodes. In two weeks, we'll be releasing our next Quick Play episode. This time, we'll be playing the arcade hit Missile Command, which came out in 1980. And yeah. for our next main episode, we'll be playing the scrolling fighter Kung Fu, which was an NES launch title, and it was based on the arcade hit Kung Fu Master. What? I nice. thought we were going to do Twisted Metal too. No, like... no, we're going back a little bit. We got we were going back arcade style with Missile Command. We're going back to our NES roots with Kung Fu Master. I really think uh, we we all need a palate cleanser after this brutal beating we took on Twisted Metal. So uh, let's take it back real old school, and you know, instead let's get repeatedly kicked in the face. How about that, right. guys? I think our listeners are going to be happy about this shift <laughs> that we're making yeah. to a simple. Yeah straightforward somewhat easy you know game so okay awesome. i don't have much experience with this one so i'm curious i know of it i can i can oh you'll like it, my it. Mind, but. oh it's it's so awesome the only thing is is it's kind of hard to get like um i thought it was on the switch like oh, on okay the, on the um you know uh switch online NES but it's, online but it's not yeah. this really needs to be more, more widely available such an absolutely awesome game. maybe they'll add it later and and if not we'll we'll dig around and see if there's a, any good other ways that our listeners can get their hands on it all right, for, for Kung Fu, our scoring rules for our playthrough will be play with default, uh, the uh, game A difficulty, until you lose all of your lives, and the highest score wins. Uh, and yes, Zach, you can continue to play if you beat the last boss, Mr. X, and loop the game. <laughs> Thanks. So you will, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to beat the last boss. You said it was a little easier kind of a game. Let's see if I can do it. Yep. All right. And we'd love for all you to play along as well. Post a picture with your score and use the hashtag BeatRetroGameGuys and tell us how you did. We'll share top scores in our next episode. Let's wrap up here, guys, with a recap of this month's Twisted Metal rankings. Uh, once again, same with the Doom episode. Tied for second place, Alex and I getting to the same point in the game, basically. Uh, kind of tapping out there on the freeway level, level three. Uh, so yeah, I just, uh, couldn't get any further and Alex was going to throw up if he tried, it sounded like. So, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, definitely got the sweats, man. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, coming in first, <sighs> beating us all once again, mm. Mr. Zach. I, feel, I just feel like I'm on top of the world. Uh, actually, no, I'm, I feel like I'm on top of the Camaro mm. <laughs> with the, with the guitar and the American flag shirt, and I don't go. have the, I don't have hair to blow in the wind. But you not know, anymore. Sure, can blow in yeah. the wind. On top of the Camaro, <laughs> you and Calypso riding off to the sunset. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's my wish. Uh, all right, you guys, and me, that... back of uh, you on a bareback on a horse, just that's right. riding down the streets of LA. <laughs> one, one with a face, one without a face. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for our twisted metal episode. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and it makes you want to shoot a flamethrower out of a low ride. Yeah, streets of LA. So for the retro game guys, Zach and Alex, I'm Dustin saying game on. Until next time, friends. Calypso! The opinions and views expressed on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.